0: The most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way
1: from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina, too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman.
0: Welcome, welcome, everyone, to Extreme Carolina. The show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news that you can use. Because today we have an awesome, awesome, amazing young man on the show today who has uh, given us his, his time to spend with us today. We're just so blessed to have him here. And Todd is the director of the DSS uh, department here in Clay County. And uh, he's actually a hometown guy. You know, with a pretty good job, and so uh, we want to welcome him in, but uh, let's, let's do it with a stream, warm, and exciting Extreme Carolina welcome to one of Clay County's own, Todd Gorn. Welcome to the show, Todd. Thank you, Michael. It's good to be here with you, and thank you for inviting me. Hey, man, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. We like to talk about the folks that are actually in where we are, even though this show is shown all over the world wherever you got internet but where the show originates from you're here right in the same town I'm in so that's pretty cool and uh, you know so it let folks know around the world that we here in clay county we we do good things too and, okay. uh, and we look out for our uh, the people in our community and families and things of that nature which brings me to what it is that you do you have a job can you let the folks know what is the director of the DSS stands for what what is that Well, uh, DSS, Department of Social
1: Services, you know, we're here in Hayesville, uh, and we offer a wide array of services. Everything from our Medicaid programs to food and nutrition services to child support services to Mm -hmm. um, social work services, um, the senior center was recently moved under d s s our mm-hmm. department um, about a year ago okay uh, we have veteran services in here we have adult <laughs> services we have child welfare services, so we do a lot of services, but it's all to benefit our Clay county
0: community um and we're proud of the work that we do here at d s s nice, nice so you are the uh, director of that, and you got all kinds of folks working for you. And uh, now, from what I understand, you actually didn't come in from just, you know, you went to college and then that's what you did. You actually sort of come up through the ranks of knowing what it is to do that job out there that the people that are under you are doing. Is, is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. I, um after I graduated from
1: college, uh, my wife and I, we worked as a, an associate youth pastor, associate pastor at the church. Oh, okay. uh in Brevard uh we both grew up in Brevard which is just over the mountain okay uh, a couple hours um and then uh we worked there and I also did mental health for a few years and then from okay. there uh we went and worked as house parents at a children's home
0: oh, uh, wow. and we absolutely love that work wow we'll see there they got somebody in the job that actually knows the job, <laughs> not only know it, but you love it. You enjoy doing that, you know, we which do. Is, you know, which is a great thing because uh, in our community now our families more than ever need the continuity of being able to stay together. Uh, there's so much going on out in our world that tends to tear at the fabric of our family and you guys do what you can to help the family to stay together
1: that's exactly right we want to do everything we can to keep to preserve the family um and that's that's our mission sometimes it's not possible because we also have a mission to keep children safe mm-hmm. so those things sometimes um collide but even when right. we have to um remove children mm-hmm. In those situations, we are working a plan to try to get the children back
0: reunified with the parents uh, first. Nice. Nice. You know, that, that is so cool. I like that. Not that you take the kids away, but that you really are focused on making sure that they stay together. It's better together than apart anyway. I That's mean, because when you take a, a kid from a family now, uh, you got to try to either fit them back or fit them somewhere in a system. And in the system is normally not it's near. Hard. Well, it, it's real hard, and it ain't even close to being in the family. You know, like the family, even though the family sometimes is wanky, a little sideways. And I'm gonna talk about mine. You know, nobody else. I mean, <laughs> but we had definitely had a dysfunction <laughs> Badly. We were dysfunctional, crazy man. It was so many of us too. It's like, oh God, <laughs> nine, ten kids, bunch of imagine trying to feed ten kids, one guy, one mom. <laughs> Now that's old school. I mean, people don't have them kind of families today. Uh, at least I don't think so. You would know. I mean, I mean, that's a lot of kids in one family. And, that is uh, a lot. And uh, and so and trying to keep up with all them kids, man. And I I knew I was a knucklehead. I, I had no doubt about it. You know, I I gave my parents fits. <laughs> it's it's a wonder they didn't take me and, and drop me off. <laughs> Oh, so, hey, we can't handle this guy. Take it, you know. Y'all can do whatever you can with him. But anyway, um, you know that was me, my family. But you know, I'm sure that you guys, you know, don't see that a lot, and you do what you can when you do see that. But anyway, you as the director, now is this something you actually thought about doing before you got it, or where did you have? other ideas when you went to college of something else you was going to do
1: well i um it's interesting even the idea of a children's home that was something early on even in college i thought you know wouldn't that be something well wow. uh, i Good. my um the way i was i was brought up in a home where both of my parents have uh, five siblings talking about large okay. large families okay uh, both of my parents were school teachers uh, they retired as school teachers right. uh, they were also foster parents. Oh, okay. So okay. from the time I came home from the hospital to the time I left to go to college, they were foster parents my entire childhood. So we um I was introduced to this idea of public service and helping mm-hmm. others. Um and I also it was such it was a very rich experience for me growing up. I uh, I still keep in touch with a lot of me, many of those kids that we worked with and served through the right. years. Growing sure. up, their friends, their peers. Wow! So it's, uh, I mean, it was a was very rich. So that idea of social work, we had social workers in and out of the home. Um, you know, I guess that idea was planted in me from from birth, pretty much. Okay. Of of service, of service. Yes. Wow. And it wasn't yeah. just taught to us; uh, it was modeled
0: for us well right. by our parents. Yo, man, that is that's all, that's almost a dying art. To be shown how to be of service to your fellow man, and uh, yes. we thank you, thank you for the job that you guys are doing over there. Uh, we our hat, we tip our hat to you. That's amazing. Uh, that's why we wanted to bring you on the show and, this, and, and let folks know that what good job you guys are doing here in Clay County. You know, and there's one of these in every county, I guess, across the country. Is that right? That's right. And well, in Willa, North Carolina, it's county administered system.
1: Okay. Um, state oversight overseas, but the counties um, are the ones that administer the programs. Okay. So, um, some states or state systems, uh, North Carolina is operated where county based. Oh,
0: okay. So that's cool. So now, so you said that like it's different in every state. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like when, when you said North Carolina does this, 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 that means Alabama got their own deal. And that's uh, right. In so, the Georgia state
1: run system. Wow. So yes.
0: So so do you ever go to a a convention where there's all these DSS people from various states? Do they ever get together and talk about how we can make this better? You ever go to one of those? Um, we do it within North Carolina, we have an association. Oh, okay.
1: Pre COVID, we would get together once a year. Right. Um, and it was a really it's a really good Two or three days to get together to hear uh, kind of where we've been, uh, different creative ideas, and how we do things. Okay. And then also what might be coming
0: down towards us. There you go. Well, that was pre COVID face to face. Now, now that we've got this little thing that we're on called Zoom, that's right. uh, Now you guys are able to still have it, just not in the same room. Eating the same biscuits and donuts. That's right. <laughs> okay, exactly. I, I got you. I got you. Okay. So then, in doing what you're doing, you're happy. You seem like a happy guy. That that's got it. you. Look forward to going to work to making a difference.
1: Yes, I do. I I am. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, and I work with a great group of people who uh love people. It doesn't mean we don't struggle. Right. Um, but it does mean I mean we have a common purpose and that is to serve our community.
0: Um Fantastic. and
1: we enjoy that. I think we all are missional in that
0: way. Fantastic. We love it. We love it. Now we like to ask our guests when they come on the show, because we're put them in the hot seat because we're gonna ask them something about them. <laughs> and today you're in that seat. So right. and, and we like to ask them a couple of questions just so people can get an idea of who you actually are. And, uh, and one of the first questions is during the time, well, most of us, we don't get to where we are in life, especially if we've succeeded like you have without some stumbles and some falls in life. So we like to ask them what setbacks or, or maybe failures that you've had that caused you to, that you really, really learned the most from. Can you share something like that with us?
1: I, uh, I'll share, I guess, well, the thing that comes to my mind is just, kind of what brought me to Clay County um, before taking the social work job here, I was living in Brevard and I just um, stopped working at the children's home. We had three rambunctious boys at that time. <laughs> so, and we're the children's homework involved about a three hour commute once a week back and Ooh. forth to work. Mm-hmm. So we said, well, we probably need to settle down. I love that work. And it was a great opportunity for me to be a part of the kids' lives and know to be very present. Um, So when we moved back, we said, why don't we put our house on the market? Let's see if um, maybe we could sell it and then look to see what our next steps are going to be. Well, as soon as we put the house on the market, it sold really quickly. (laughs) We found ourselves homeless, sort of jobless. I was doing odd jobs, uh, doing landscaping and um, just small home repairs for people. Um, three mouths or three kids with mouths to feed. Woo! Um, and during that time also, um, my wife, she, uh, we had lost a child through miscarriage. She was late term mm-hmm. miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ended up renting a little apartment in someone's home, uh, upstairs apartment, um, piled in there. We put all our possessions in storage. And, um, and I was just struggling to find out what I was supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. where, you know, what uh, I and we considered everything, any kind of job you can imagine from vending machine business to wow. FedEx driver, to maintenance man, to security guard, oh anything you goodness. can think of. I was just, I felt a little lost about what I was supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. but I certainly felt the responsibility of providing for my family as well. Mm-hmm. Um, It was just a really difficult time for those few months. Um, My wife is, Beth, is extremely, extremely patient. And I will tell you, during that time, she had a whole lot more confidence in me than I did myself. It was a sort of struggling to find, what am I supposed to be doing? I liked confidence of what I was supposed to be doing. But we decided that... um, you know, maybe one day we could operate. We still felt pulled to this work with children's home. Mm -hmm. So we said, maybe we could own and operate one of our own one day. So as a starting point, I said, what about social work? I keep coming back to this idea of social work. Yeah. So I put my name in um, with several different offices in the the area. Clay County invited me for an interview. um, And I ended up coming over here to Clay County, not knowing a soul when we moved. We're, I still feel like uh, local because we're still in the mountains. Right. But still, didn't know anybody over here that I sure. could tell. I I can tell you this that it could not have been a better training ground. Uh, my director, uh, Debbie Moni, was extremely supportive. The supervisors I had at the time were very, very uh, good teachers and um, had a heart for social work themselves. It wasn't just a job; mm-hmm. it was missional for them as well. My coworkers are so supportive. So it's just been a great, great place. It was a great place to cut my teeth <laughs> and actually doing child protective services, social work. Uh, um, but all those challenges that time where uh, it was kind of searching um, was okay. a really difficult time. And we were just kind of wounded and limping mm-hmm. along. It felt like, yeah. uh, but had really good support uh, from my wife and my
0: family. Okay, yeah. See you there right there. What you said, you did all them jobs, and probably some of them were some good paying jobs too, you know, that you could have followed, you know, especially that FedEx thing. You could have followed that and, you know, (laughs) raised up, make some good money. But your heart just wasn't in it, besides that your wife knew what you were supposed to be doing. That's and right. you know, and so sometimes we we kind of need to listen to them, you know. <laughs> they kinda, you know, they're looking at us, they see us struggling, and they and if we just listen, we could struggle less, you know. That's and, right. And so but anyway, so you learned actually to listen, which <laughs> that's a good lesson for all us men, you know. Listen, <laughs> but but even more importantly, but to listen to your inside because you was pulled to social work. To working with kids, that's something that you were you were made for. You were made right. for that. So even though you you probably I don't know how much money you make don't don't matter, but you are happier, satisfied with the work you're doing now than all those other works that you were doing. So yeah. Anyway, so thank you for sharing that with us. We really appreciate that. Now we we, we like to ask a couple other questions. You know, because we don't want you know time is tick tick ticking on us. During your lifetime, I'm sure you've had a lot of people give you some advice other than your wife. So, but can you share with us what's what's the best advice you think you've ever received? Um,
1: I would say don't take an 8 a.m. class in college.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're not a morning person. that what you're saying? Right.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I would the thing that came to my mind was um my dad always, from the time I was a little boy running around, I mean, I was so active. Yeah. I was a knucklehead too. So, um, <laughs> I, from the time I was young, he would tell me, slow down, Todd, slow down. Mm-hmm. Ne- nearly every time I saw him, and it wasn't in a condescending way, it was a way right. of kind of reassuring, like, sure, you know, slow, 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 down. You roll Too that, fast. Mm-hmm. Cause we don't make the best decisions a lot of times. I don't make the best decisions a lot of times when I'm scattered and moving, you know, having to click through and just move my brains moving too fast. So it is a reminder, (laughs) right? Just going to slow down, get perspective. Okay. And um, before you make those
0: decisions. Great, great advice. Great advice. Speaking of that 8 a.m. college, (laughs) we (laughs) like, we like to also ask folks about reading as you can see behind me. I'm a guy that loved to read, loved to didn't realize it when I was growing up. I hated school, hated it. If I saw the school coming up, man, I'd go the other way, man. I just didn't like it. But once I got grown out on my own, start figuring out the route that I was supposed to take in life, reading became a thing for me, man. I loved it. So we like to ask our guest, uh, every guest about reading, and that is what book have you read recently that had the biggest impact on you and why
1: i tell you i love reading myself too i'm a and i was very similar in school i couldn't you couldn't make me pick up a book <laughs> <laughs> but in there you uh, go. adulthood i love reading i'll read anything I can get my hands on and i'm one of those who will read several books at once oh okay um, there you go but the book i just finished reading it was called uh grandma gatewood's Walk. Oh, and it was a story about um, a she's 67 years old. She was a great grandmother, (laughs) had 11 kids, Um, and she literally sewed together a canvas knapsack and uh, filled it up with what she needed for the Appalachian Trail and Uh walked 2,100 miles. This was back in 1955. Oh, man. 2,100 miles by herself. She was the first solo woman to walk the AT at Woo! 67 years old. And she did it twice. But the book tells the story even she didn't tell her kids, she didn't tell anybody she was going. Just took um, up and go. She just took a taxi to, let's see, she took a taxi to the train station, took a train down to Atlanta from Ohio, and then took a taxi to um, the start of the AT from from right. Atlanta and just started walking said so she sent postcards to her kids along the way <laughs> but uh you talk about grit and determination um mm. and a strong woman she um had all all those traits and more
0: right. it was
1: just a story too about how to deal with adversity all the things she kind of overcame to do it mm. one of the great things i loved about the story was uh, that at that Um, She had tried. I didn't realize. I've heard the story. But I didn't realize she had tried the year before she walked the AT to do it. And within about uh, 30 miles, I think, she fell. She had gotten lost, got turned around. Yeah. Uh, They had to send out a search party for her. She was lost for a couple days. And then they sent her home. And that was the year before. Um, and for most of us, I think that would be. That'd have been it. Tell us, <laughs> okay, I tried it, didn't work out. <laughs> right. But the next year, she went back out, and this time she walked the whole dang 2,100 Ooh. miles. Wow. <laughs> so, it was about. a pretty incredible
0: story. Okay. You know, we need to put that in the show notes so people can find out uh, where to get that. Tell us the name about it again, the name of the book. It's uh, uh,
1: Grandma Gatewood's Walk. It's just a okay. great story. I'm, I love stories. I'm a story person. Okay. So any kind of story, fiction or nonfiction, I'm all in.
0: Um, awesome. Well, we will have that in our show notes and our social media posts so that people can go and find that book and read it. Because it sounds like a great read. I mean, that's uh, 67 years old. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my goodness. Now, they talk not this grit, but this... Uh, I bet I back- that's right. bears and snakes that come up on her, like, oh, no, wrong one. Let's- <laughs> <laughs> She's one
1: tough woman. Yeah. Oh, Makes is- me feel like a wimp. I love backpacking. <laughs> but i tell you what, I'm a wimp when it comes to her.
0: Oh, my God. All of us are. A lot of us, <laughs> man. Let me tell you. Not just you. But uh, that's that's great. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, uh, if someone wanted to help what you guys are doing in social services, what what can you tell them to do? They're going to be looking at this interview and they say, "Wow, that Todd seemed like a nice guy, and he's doing good work for the community. How can I help?" There are several
1: ways to help, um, and I guess it depends on passion. Like our senior center, we can certainly use. Uh, you know, we deliver meals to people in the community. Okay. We need drivers for those meals. They go out five days a week. Okay. Uh, I think we're serving um, maybe 60 to 70 people. Wow. So we need drivers to help drive um, get those meals to, work to the people that need it. Okay. The other thing is um, we need foster homes in Clay mm-hmm. County. We have uh, four homes right now. We have children in all four of those homes. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Truest Baptist Children's Home here in Clay County um, mm-hmm. that stays full. Right. So what we are passionate about is keeping sibling groups together when they do have to come into foster care right? and keeping them in our home community the best that we can. Um, Because once they move out of our home community, they lose a lot of those connections they've got with their teachers, Mm -hmm. uh, with their families, um, with their friends, their churches, all the connections they have, they're losing. Okay. They move out of Clay County. So we need foster homes. The other thing is uh, we have a group called hearts for kids Mm -hmm. and we do a variety of things through that group. Um, But it started back in 2006 and what that group does is um, provides for needs for foster kids, Mm -hmm. things that the government or the state doesn't pay for. So things like uh, sports uniforms or um, yearbooks, proms, You know, camps, any clothes, uh, birthdays, all those things that the state doesn't really pay for. Okay. Um, So we do, we raise money through this Hearts for Kids. If anyone would like to participate in that group or learn more about it, I'd love to talk with them about it.
0: Okay. And the way that they can get in touch with you for any of these that you just said is how?
1: They would be calling our office here at Clay County Department of Social Services. Okay. And the phone number here is
0: 828-389-6301. All right. One more time, just for those people like me that can't write fast. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's a 828-389-6301. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. And that is Clay County Social Services uh, Department uh, with uh, our friend here, Todd Goins, who is the director of that. And, uh, and and with that said, Todd, we, we want to also talk just just a briefly a little bit about, well, let's just say someone is listening and they got the phone number and, you know, they really don't want to call because that kind of lets you see who they are. Is there another way for people to be anonymous and help? Like a website or mail you something or, or what? Um, if... Yeah, um, like for that Hearts for Kids, it
1: uh, we're always accepting donations for that. Um, If they wanted to give towards that, they could certainly mail. And the mailing address to our office is Clay County DSS, Mm -hmm. P.O. Box 147, and that's Hayesville, North Carolina,
0: 28904. Awesome. We will put that in the show notes as well so that people – like me, that don't write very fast, and uh, but they got a big heart and they want to help. I mean, that that driving thing sounds pretty good. I mean, you know, all you gotta do is drive to the place, food is already fixed for you, put That's it in right. your put it in your car, drive it to where you're going, and and honk the horn, they come out and get it, or you take it in or whatever. That sounds like a pretty good gig right there. It I is. Mean, it. You know. It's
1: just good connection for those people
0: who are maybe not able to get out, but mm-hmm. just for them to have contact with people. Yeah, I'm telling you, because you might be the only face that person sees that week, you know, and, uh, you know, bringing food to them. I mean, nobody else may not see them or they may not see anybody other than TV and TV don't count. You know, I'm talking about, you know, seeing somebody live face to face. You know, even though we're going to this Zoom virtual world that we're in, of course, this will never change. We'll never go back to what it was, but we will still have the need to have that human interaction. And, right. uh, and so this so to have that job would be pretty good. And I'd say it worked for both sides. You know, the person who's volunteering, they probably enjoying it just as much as giving the food to somebody that's waiting on them, you know, sitting out there, looking at their watch, saying, man, they've both been here by now. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: right. We have so many good
0: volunteers. We're so grateful for them. Yeah, that is great, man. That is fantastic, Todd. You guys are doing a super job and uh, keep it up, you know, and um, now we just got a little bit, more to go before we got to get out of here. But uh, I, I do have another question that I want to ask. That uh, actually, I got a two, but I don't think I'm going to have time for two because you like to give good, complete answers, which is a good thing. I mean, we <laughs> like that. We like that. But anyway. to stop talking so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Hey, I didn't say that. <laughs> but I will say this I'm on to the next question, and that would be. What's something about you, Todd, that really surprises people when they get to know you? I mean, they they know you. Wow, I didn't know he was like that. Well, you know, what would that be?
1: I think I struggled. Uh, you'd asked me that question before, and I struggled with that. Yeah. So I went home, I asked my wife. I said, "Okay, I can't think of anything. Help me think through this." <laughs> and she says, "She didn't miss a beat. She was just like your stubbornness." She you are the most stubborn man I know. Um, She said uh, that she just did not hesitate. She says, I keep it pretty well hidden most of the time. Right. She reminds, she likes to remind me that I'm a Taurus. The sign of the Taurus is the The, bull. bull. (laughs) I see those horns coming out. (laughs) <laughs> she, she'll very uh often will remind me put those horns
0: back in that is great i love it stubborn yeah i can see it i can see that yep and uh but uh but in a nice way and i like that you're not a bully running old folks but you will <laughs> take your stance and you're in there hard to get you out but now speaking of getting you out um there, there, there is one of one the things that i would like to try to get in real quick. And that you mentioned early on at the top of the show that you were, um, you were the kids ministry at church or just the youth pastor at church. Which one was that?
1: Yeah, it was an associate pastor, um, but my primary responsibilities were working with the youth. Okay, that
0: is nice. And you still go to that church? No, that was up. That was up in Brevard okay all right so you is somebody missing your skills now in the church around here <laughs> they don't have, i don't know they may have somebody may have found out about you say hey let's go let's go recruit todd you know see if he can help <laughs> us with our kids but uh that's cool man i mean because you know we're not afraid to say anything uh on this show that uh really is meaningful and means something and to me Uh, That, you know, and not that everybody, you know, go to church or anything like that, but the people who in church, not just going to church, sitting and looking at church, but leaving church and going out in the community and making a difference by being of service. And uh, you not only did that, you took it to the next level and got a job doing it. So and a lot of people who are in church that volunteers and for all you folks that are listening to Extreme Carolina, and we hope you are, and you need something to do, contact Todd. He will give you a job, taking food around or in that other thing of helping raise money. Who, who runs that thing about helping raise money?
1: That is, is Clay County Hearts for Kids and Courtney Robertson, who is also our um, supervisor for foster care. She's okay. the chairman of that, that group.
0: Okay. All right. See that folks? There's a name right there. You can reach out to her and she will show you or give you ideas on what you can do to help raise funds for these kids that the state does not give. And uh, believe it or not, yep. That's right. Kid, you in foster care and the state say, nah, no, nah, we're not paying for that. And that's crazy. <laughs> you yeah. would think. I mean, we're talking kids. They're not taking the money, going and investing it, or, or, or buying dope or whatever. I mean, clothes. I mean, u- uniforms that's and stuff right. like that. So, uh, man, I don't don't get me all fired up. But uh, Michael, anyway. I tell
1: you, for our community is so so incredibly generous. Without group, ah. our community has given so well over the years. The churches, mm-hmm. um, just different groups, individuals. We've been so blessed by, um, living in Clay
0: County in our community. Wow. That is great, man. You sound like you almost don't miss back on the other side of the mountain. You <laughs> <No>. know, <laughs> you know there's a big mountain in between here and, and Brevard. Bre- Bre- yes.
1: okay, right.
0: Big old mountain in uh, Franklin <laughs> is where it's at. I, I've been there. You can tell I'm a city boy and, uh, yeah, that's right. And, uh, but I love the mountains. I love it. Love it. These are beautiful. Love it. And I can see why that grandma walked those mountains. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I can see why she's doing it, but, but I don't think I could do it. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. I love living here, you know, but, uh, not to walk it, but, you know, kudos to her. No doubt. No doubt. So Todd, man, hey, we, we really want to thank you. We up against the clock, the wall here. We got to shut this down. And man, we, we are just so grateful and thankful for your time uh, coming on the show, but not just that, but grateful and thankful for the work that you and your staff are doing here in Clay County, man. That is amazing. My hat's off to you guys, and, uh, and thank you. Thank you for taking time to speak with us. Thank you so much for having me and uh, letting me talk so much. Well, you did a good job, man. Didn't mind the talking at all. Besides that, you're stubborn. You would have kept talking anyway. So, That's right. <laughs> so, so anyway, brother, hey, man, we want to thank you so, so very much. And maybe somewhere down the line, we can get you back on the show because this has been fun. I've enjoyed it, man. Is it I good? have really, too. Thank r- you. Really, really cool. Ultimately, Extreme Carolina is committed to you, our listeners, to bring you leaders and newsmakers like Todd here that are passionate and purpose-driven and making a difference by listening to their stories, and uh, Extreme Carolina listeners will have the opportunity to refuel, reconnect, and get inspired by by listening to the people. Folks, quote of the week, drum roll. We got a real short, sweet one today, and it is very, very sweet, and it goes something like this. The single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that one. That Mm -hmm. was George Bernard Shaw. He said that. Hey, man, thank you. I appreciate that, Mr. Shaw. Folks, thank y'all. Appreciate y'all for listening to Extreme Carolina. Don't forget to go to all of our Facebook page and our social media. Check us out, Extreme Carolina. Or you can go to my website, michaelborkman.com, and check out all the great listeners like Todd and all the folks that will be there. And uh, we're just so grateful. So, Todd, once again, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate you and all that you guys are doing. God bless you. And God bless all of our listeners. Peace. We out.